Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the Road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, yo, what up? We got Jamie the Great. Yeah. Yo, this is like the one of the first episodes with just us three it's for the first while, time. Man. It's been a long I, time. Maybe the first one all year. I don't know. I could be wrong. Could maybe be the, not. Maybe the second, but second it's, it's been a long time. Since summer's you, over. Since us, yeah. You know, we. I felt like we, uh, we should like uh, kind of recap the summer. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. We really haven't talked about Anything, anything going on with us personally, yeah, or even professionally, <laughs> or what's going on? <laughs> less less personal, but more professional. Yeah. What's been going on? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But here in Vegas, a lot's been happening. Mm-hmm. Like cyber attacks, we've been hearing about. <laughs> yeah, that's been all over the news. Yeah, Las Vegas, all these hackers. <laughs> I think they threatened Caesar's Palace first. They did. Yeah, yeah, and it was a 15 or 30 million dollar ransom, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and they paid half of it. I heard they paid fifteen they million. 15, yeah, Damn, right. Bro. Mm-hmm. So these hackers yeah. hacked into the system that controls like everything from like the room keys mm-hmm. to like the parking the, the slots, the parking, yeah. everything. Yeah, everything. Um, and then they attacked MGM, mm-hmm. and MGM is just not one hotel. It's not like MGM Grand. It's half of the street. Nah, it's it's like literally multiple property. Yeah. yeah. So MGM owns multiple property. Cosmo, Aria, Park, Park MGM. MGM. Right. MGM, the regular one. So they went and hacked MGM. Yeah. MGM said, fuck you. We're not paying your ransom. But yeah. what happened was literally like this fucking breakdown yeah. of their whole system. The hacker mm-hmm. said, hold my drink. Yeah. And they went yeah. to and town. They fucked everything. It looks like $8 million dollars a day. Is that what it was? Yeah. Damn, bro. For how many days? It was like four days, right? That's 24 mil? No, nah, it was like almost two weeks. Oh, yeah, they, been, oh, they only reported four then. Yeah. yeah. Damn, yeah. that's cool. But they already generate, like, they generate $42 million a day already. So $8 million out of 42. Wait, how much are they paying us at these casinos? I <laughs> 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 the two. I know, man. Yeah. Uh, hold on. <laughs> the, the, the funniest shit is that like I was in an Uber and my Uber driver was like, yo, like, he's like, there's all these like tech people flying in because mm-hmm. like oh, yeah, MGM yeah. is flying in a bunch of like people to like help like reboot their systems and like start new systems yeah because their shit is fuck I think there was like an ad going out that they're like they're paying like 500 an hour for like new tech motherfuckers wow, to help yeah. them with IT mm-hmm. and all of this shit Silicon Valley but yeah, it's been a mess you guys have been seeing it all over the news dude we've been know. seeing that I mean, I mean we DJ in some of these uh, casinos me and Neva and it was kind of weird because for a long time, uh, Vegas always charges, every casino charges for parking. Bro, they were just letting motherfuckers go in and park right. and not charging yeah. anybody anything. Had no choice. No choice. And then I saw some of the venues, they were like hand, like it was like back in the 60s, like they were writing down bills and checks and what they ordered. Oh, at the restaurants. At the restaurants. It was mm-hmm. like old school. Yeah, yeah. It, I, like, I mean, I think like probably the first initial, like first two days, maybe three days was a mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think check-ins were a mess. Check-out was a mess. Yeah. I heard even like, the cards, the hotel room cards. I heard you could just like go into anybody's room. Yeah, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Anybody, anybody. Yeah, so everyone, people were getting robbed. Yeah. But the, the, here's the thing about Vegas, though. As fucked up as it gets, and as many videos as you see of these long lines of like checking in and the hell that everything's, everyone's going through, mm-hmm. you never really hear the specifics. No. Because people get paid off. Yep. And everyone mm-hmm. shuts the fuck up. Unless you're Las Vegas yeah. locally on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they put everything yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. They put everything out, but it always goes away because in the end, whoever gets fucked, they tell them to shut the fuck up and, yeah. and they pay them mm-hmm. to like not talk. Yeah. But yeah, shit was getting fucked up. Mm-hmm. And you were telling, you were They even got hacked into the slot machines. Slot machines. They yeah. had like, which yeah. I don't even know how they was able to do that, but. 
They did it. They had like an error page. It was just blank gray screens. And then there was a bunch of signs at Park MGM and said like, sorry for the inconvenience. We're, we're, we're going through some le- uh, some technical difficulties and shit but, like that. But in reality, it didn't really affect you guys at all. No. Honestly, That's the crazy shit, right? I got free parking, bro. The I don't park? know about the pay because I don't know if it affects payroll yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's an extra zeros. Know, well, the right? first week it happened, they announced that they might not be paying uh, the employees yeah, for the first exactly. week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but everything's back to normal now. Yeah, they like everything's it. everything's straight, bro. I mean, Vegas, I, I, haven't, actually, I haven't seen the money yet from when I worked that week. So I hope I the hackers know. added <laughs> extra zeros to my shit. I'm actually impressed at how quickly they bounced back because it, it looked very dismal the first two three days. Oh no, it was it was like in shambles. I was no, like, it looked happening? like a mess. I was like, yo, like this is fucked up. Yeah. Meanwhile, like nothing. Like the, the only thing that was operating well was the wind. Yeah, like, I was about to say, <laughs> yeah. the awkward wind not being fixed. Yeah, yeah. resorts were not fucking being fixed. around. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but I heard these hackers are like 19 or 20. The kids, man. Yeah. They're oh. just kids. Mm-hmm. And they, they they were able to to get like 15 mil from. They're the like seasons. Russians, right? Russian kids. I don't Damn, know. bro. I don't even know. That's. Crazy. I heard North Koreans are like really good at hacking. Yeah. Like they there's like all these hackers in North Korea. That's like they're the best at fucking hacking. Oh. Yeah, but I mean, it didn't affect y'all motherfuckers, right? Nah. Life is Beautiful that, yeah. happened this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I heard it was a little slow. Yeah, I heard it was Life a, is Beautiful. A little bit, yeah, man. Com- <laughs> compared to the past couple of years. Who was, was the headline? Bit. It was Killers. Kendrick Killers, Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. DJ Never. DJ Never was there. <laughs> yeah, DJ Never was there. Um, Odessa. I don't know who that is. Oh, but they, they had like Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, And then they had what? Nelly? Oh, yeah, yeah Nelly, Nelly was Nelly, there. Yeah. And they had thick-ass Khalid. Over there, Ooh. yeah, with his thick thighs, <laughs> with them khakis, boy. Yeah, how was it? I wouldn't. I was out of town. It was like, like I said, man. The past couple. I mean, it was slow this year compared to back in the days when it first started. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I did Friday and Sunday. I heard Saturday was better, but Friday was just like. So yeah, I didn't see much uh, uh, much video content over Friday. So typically with festivals, Friday is usually like the warm up, the beginning. Yeah, Saturday is the big day. Yeah, and then Sundays are usually the industry day. Exactly. Yeah. So but like yeah, it was a lot going on in Vegas on Sunday also. So maybe that's why it was. Uh, what else was going on? Oh, was it like the first the, Raiders the, game? The Raiders game. Yeah, and uh, Lil Wayne um, performed the halftime show. Lil Wayne was at Legion Stadium. Yes. Oh wow. And then Diplo um, DJed after the game at the um at, at the, the Wind Club. At the Wind right? Club. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. There was no big name artist at Life Is Beautiful like it was in the past past few years. Yeah, like when it first started. No, but there was one big name. What? He had his fans there. Oh, oh my oh. god! The oh. one and only, the one oh. and only DJ Never. Oh, DJ chill. Never, Black Panda. <laughs> I heard you, you had all, I heard you, I heard you had all the fans over there. Nah, he had two nights. Nah. He did two nights <laughs> signing two autographs. Nights. Nah, you be, getting, you be getting hit up by a lot of like. Uh, I, I get a lot of yeah, a lot of people that like the podcast. They always come up to me. They be like, "Yo, man, we love your podcast. We're yeah. big fans, whatever." He so, takes yeah. pictures. You know, he kisses babies. <laughs> political. You guys get more people approaching y'all than me. You get the DMs. No, I know. You get right? the yeah. heavy in the DMs. We get wait, wait, wait. It sounds like I'm smashing my listeners. I'm not. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, not smashing my no. listeners. People come up to us for, oh, my God, we love the podcast. You like. No, no, no. no. I, get, I, know, right? I get motherfuckers asking me or like for advice and shit. Yeah, and yeah all they don't hit us up for that. No. no. But no, I do, I do get a lot of people hitting me up and telling me like how much, you know, they appreciate the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, it's really dope because, you know, sometimes like I, I tell Jamie this, you know, we we do this every week yeah, mm-hmm. and it just sometimes it feels like draining 
Mm-hmm. And but like when 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 I see those texts or those DMs, oh, those like posts. it really, yo, especially when like you know when DJs that I don't expect to listen to us, you know, uh-huh. like because I don't expect our homies to listen to us, mm-hmm. but like when the like uh, a bunch of homies that I respect, they like you know they hit me up and be like, yo, I listened to this episode, the shit is like dope, man. Like you guys are doing a great job. Yeah. And I was like. I, I, you know, it keeps me motivated to keep pushing. And, and sometimes I'm like, damn, man, maybe we fucked up with this episode or like blah, 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 you know. But I was really shocked at the positive feedback from the Jazlyn Rich episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Shout out to her. Yeah. yeah we yeah. had a good one with her. So, yeah, the, um, this chick, this, um, this girl I met at um, Life is Beautiful. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Stacy. She was like, yo, I'm a big fan of the podcast. And I love it that you guys feature female DJs as well. Yeah. Because you really don't see that on, on podcasts. On different pod, DJ podcasts, so that kind of meant a lot to and me. She's, is she a DJ? She's a DJ. Yes, uh-huh. that's dope. Yeah, yeah. Never, never's like a, he's like you. Yeah, I don't know why I don't get. I, I get some DJs coming you up to me. Show it, me. Man. I don't. I don't. I feel like I'm very unapproachable. I feel like, like I. I don't know. I feel. I like think you're the. You're. The, he's the easiest to walk up de- to. Definitely. Yeah. I'm Yo, the. I'm the. What is it called? The teddy icebreaker. Bear. I'm like you're the teddy bear, <laughs> yeah, and then uh-huh. they could talk to to never. Yeah. And then with me, I'm, I might just get a dap. Yeah. Be like, yo, respect. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe you're too serious. You got to smile a little nah, bit. No, 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 Just show that Colgate smile. <laughs> more, you had a couple shorties come and bring you shots, right? Yeah. They were like, yeah, why don't you smile more? Like, how come you don't smile? <laughs> I know, man. I just <laughs> What's going on with you? Is the, yo, I don't know, man. I'm going to tell you something. What? 2023 Riz with Neva is crazy. Your Riz this year is crazy. <laughs> I think. Why's that? I don't know. I'm just saying, your Riz this year is crazy. Yeah, you, like, you, you told me that a girl came out to you. She's like, oh, nice yeah. to meet you. And then she was like, uh, you introduced yourself. Oh, I'm DJ Neva. And she's like, oh, I know. And you were like, no. yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that, man. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go down like that. The, ne- the Neva Riz is crazy. But yeah, still, man, Riz. yeah, these girls came up to me. It was like, yo, you're not smiling while you're DJing. It's like you look so unhappy. Here's, here's the two shots. Take these shots. Get into it. Smile. Have a good time. I'm just like... I don't know. I felt more upset. You were like, you're like, bitch, bitch, I don't get paid to smile. <laughs> Why am I smiling? And it, the thing, the funny thing was, I wasn't even in a bad mood. It was just like my facial Why are you telling me what to do? At the time, it was just like, yo. And then like somebody posted a picture of me DJ. And I looked really pissed off. And I like, yeah, I reposted I it. Repost I didn't even like I, re- I reposted it. There was a picture of him spinning at OTR. Like the crowd is wilding out. Yeah. And this motherfucker looked like, he's a, <laughs> you know, he looked like he's in jail. Like, you know, when they're hammering rocks yeah. on the side of the road. And, how, and, then, and then I put it, I put, I put this gif up and it would, I forgot it was like smile. Yeah. I was just like, it's okay to smile. Don't yeah. be afraid to smile. And then I played Shanice. <laughs> I played Shanice Smile. So I saw that picture and I'm thinking to myself, damn, do I look this pissed off when I'm DJing? Yes, no. Yes. And I, you know what? I'm thinking, damn, do I need to like fucking practice in the mirror while I'm DJing? Practice like my smile, look look happier? Start throwing some finger hearts out there. I know, right? I, mean, <laughs> I just think it's like, yo, you focused. Uh-huh. It's, it's Serato face, right? Yeah. yeah That's yeah. Serato face. Yeah, Serato. I mean, but it was... You know what? Like that? That's not your fault. That's whoever posted that picture. They uh-huh. should have take. They should have saw that picture and be like, 
Oh, let me no, get no, another but picture. Was, but even like that night, that's when the girls came up to me. They gave me like some shots. It was like, yo, you look upset, whatever. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I've been getting that a lot recently also when I'm DJing. It's like, dude, you look so unhappy. Come on. It's like. Yeah, I, I feel like this year, it's just been a little exhausting. Mm-hmm. Very, right? very emotional yeah. roller coaster. For yeah. Me. But I, I don't want to come off like the the mad, upset, angry DJ. I but wanna, you're not. Like when you're on a mic and you're having fun. I like, know. I, yeah. I've seen, actually, I've seen you smile more when you, when you spin recently. Yeah. yeah. I know. Where I kind of look at you like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you smiling so much? <laughs> you happy, like, you happy motherfucker. What's wrong with you? Why are you acting like this? Like, this ain't never. <laughs> what happened to my never? I know, man. My never's gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same, too. I got that Serato face sometimes where I'm uh-huh. just focused. Yeah. And, like, I always, I always have a video or a picture of me, like, right in the middle of, like, me figuring out what to play, like, the next five songs mm-hmm. to play. Yeah. They're always capturing that moment where I'm just kind of like, you know? Never like, when I, you're yeah. smiling. It's always when you look angry no, as fuck. No, but it's it's true. Like, I, I, I feel like sometimes there's a stigma where that you have to, like, always be on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, have, you, you like, never know when somebody's going to take your picture. Yeah, you have to always be on and, like, yep. have or a smile video. and be dancing look, to every exactly, song. Exactly, man, yeah. Have that jazzling rich energy. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even the, the it's just incredible energy. <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, life is... I feel like that's almost more important sometimes <laughs> than even if you're killing the club. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. man. Like, life is beautiful, literally. Yeah. I, was talking, I was actually having a conversation with somebody... Um, and they were talking about how nightclubs are actually like designed poorly now, mm-hmm. where the focus is on the DJ. Yeah, way yep. too much. And that a lot of the nightclubs, I think I was talking to a lighting dude who mm-hmm. was like installing lights. Mm-hmm. And he said a lot of the nightclubs where the DJ isn't the focus actually do better. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the because the crowd is focusing on the crowd, yeah, and on the music. That's how it used to be back in the days, right? And he was just and he was kind of telling me that where the DJ is and the focus is should actually be a stage for like the crowd, mm-hmm. like oh, the crowd yeah. should yeah. just actually be the star of that, mm-hmm. and the DJ should just be in a perimeter of the room where they can see everything. Yep. That's and it, and he was just saying how that like that layout for the club mm-hmm. actually has more of a future than. The DJ being the focus, yeah, like in the long run of things, mm-hmm. I kind of feel the same way because, like, uh, I mean, this is taking it back a little bit too much, but like the Soul Train, like the crowd, the dancing, the music was the focus. It was not, you know, the DJ. They didn't even show the DJ. It was just the music, the vibe that was happening. Well, I didn't even think they had a DJ. They just played, mu- <laughs> yeah, yeah, played music, man. There was somebody. There was somebody there. But but it's true, like even even like with everyday people and MoMA, yeah. mm-hmm. like the focus is on the people. The marketing yeah. of the parties the are dancers. on the people mm-hmm. and yeah. everyone dancing. Yeah. It's never really that heavily focused on the DJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was it's it's funny because I was like talking with a bunch of, of uh DJs mm-hmm. and you know, they were coming we just had a recent episode we were talking about like the one hour sets and everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yo, they were like really conf- like telling me and like they're honestly, they have like, they have these anxiety attacks yeah. about mm-hmm. doing these high profile parties mm-hmm. and setting up for like their one hour set yeah. because everyone's just staring at them mm-hmm. and watching them. And mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, yo, like I know, like, and I know, look, these parties are dope and I, and I and like, I'm not taking anything away from that, mm-hmm. but the marketing also has to be taught about the people mm-hmm. yeah. and the vibe. Mm-hmm. And if it's just focused on these like viral moments of the mixing, like let the DJs like kind of go there and have fun yeah. and just kind of also play music. That's how it should be. Yeah. It, like it doesn't have to be this like, 
this high pressure situation of like the boiler room every time you do these parties. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Yeah. Every every DJ that I that I've seen recently going viral, it's been the boiling room kind of content that they're trying to chase after the big moment. The, the moment. moment. Yo, but they stressed out. No, they look. I mean, like, but I get it. It's like you know, like yo, this is a moment. This could turn into something bigger, or like for them in their eyes, like yeah. it's great yeah. marketing. Mm-hmm. It can it can open up doors for for more gigs or whatever. Yeah. But also at the same time, it's like. Sometimes it doesn't. No, sometimes you know? it doesn't, and sometimes yeah. it's more of a like a more of a uh, of a negative than a positive. I feel like these these moments that we've seen Jazzy Jeff in the in the late two thousands or the the DJ AM moments, the viral moments. I think those were just organically made. It wasn't. I think mm-hmm. they're not orchestrated. Made. They were not prepared. They were just like fuck it, let's try this and go on a whim. And I think that's what DJs should more focus on. Not so much of damn, should I go here with this and then try to record it? I think the viral moment organically is far better, like somebody recording you from the crowd opposed to somebody right behind you. But is this like a fair observation? Like, cause, like is, it, is it actually a better thing that we focus on the DJs? Is that better? Because it, it creates like this showcase for the DJs? Or do you think it's like, it, it takes away from the crowd? It takes away from the actual, the organic vibe of a party. I think the only thing that I've kind of noticed Mm-hmm. Is that there's a three style element, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's this boiler room element, yeah. Kind where there's same. like everyone wants to have this boiler room three style element, yes. Mm-hmm. But it's like to me, it's gr- it looks great on like Instagram and like on on a recap video or social media, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's like you can't pile on those moments back to back to back in a party. No, you can't. No. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and then I think something gets taken away from the actual party when someone DJs like back to back routine, 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 setup, setup, setup. Yeah. And I just think it's like it's almost like false advertising. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it kind of, it, like if you're gonna go see that DJ, you're expecting setup, 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 and you don't expect the down points. Yeah, but then if you have an hour, you're like, whoa, I'll just do a bunch of routines and setups because that's what it looks like is working mm-hmm. in these recap videos. Yeah, yeah. When in actuality, like you know, I feel like some of the best sets that I've heard is just really straight mixing mm-hmm. and vibing with the crowd and and selection, selection. Yeah, you know, and and then. You know, sometimes there's no viral moments from there to no. really, really capture because everyone's just flowing and going on. Yeah, and this happened, yeah. So what is more important, a viral moment as a DJ or a memorable night as a DJ? Well, that's the thing. I think there's a balance, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's like you got to balance it. It's like if I had a party, the viral moments are going to get me views. You're going to need that moment. I'm, I'm going to need those moments yeah. to, to market and promote the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But what but, keeps the crowd coming back? Well, I mean, the memorable night. Definitely, the, the, well, definitely the the vibe, the vibe and the, and the music, and the yeah. energy, which yeah. is like, I guess you can't capture that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you do. Like, I just heard one of the best sets I've heard. I was in New York, um, and yo, New York is different right now. I got to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that. I was at the Vibe Magazine uh, 30th anniversary Woo! party, mm-hmm. and uh, DJ Goldfinger was was playing. Chastity. Shout out to the home. yeah Goldfinger, Goldfinger the yeah. OG. <laughs> Uh-huh. The fucking go. The yeah. one motherfucker that lets us know when we fuck up. Yeah. I mean, he fucking clowns on me. Our accountability yeah. partner. Weekly. He cl- he clowns yeah. on me weekly. Yep. Uh, but, but I went to go see him. And, you know, I saw I was like, I saw the flyer he posted. And I'm like, yo, can I, can I come through? So me and my boy went through. And it was like, if you're from New York and you were around during this time in the 2000s, Sunday nights at Lotus, there was this club Ooh. in New York, Lotus, in the meatpacking district. Sunday nights was like Goldfinger's night and it was he was there every week and it was like the best 
four to six hours of DJing you will ever hear. Damn. Like I would go there on Sundays and I would see every DJ there. Like we'd be on like the mezzanine looking down, just hanging out, talking, and then listening to this motherfucker. And, I, and it was like class was in session. He just controlled that room. Mm -hmm. He controlled the energy. The, and with, it was just like flawlessly. Mm -hmm. It was just so like masterful. Yes. It was just like, ah, oh, man, it just really inspired me and like motivated me mm -hmm. to see someone like at the top of their game still yeah. like courting like new music old music classics and it was just like you know it was just so good it was just it was just so flawless like uh he does this amazing mix i don't want to put his mixes on blast but he does he played scenario mm -hmm. and it was uh and I, I remember telling him this after we went and got a slice after we were talking about the night just talking about djing and shit and he was he played um the scenario and had Buster Rhymes, and he's like, you know, that line was like, as I come back. Mm -hmm. And then right as, like, Buster said, as I come back, he played uh, Give Me Your Love. Mm -hmm. Who was that Sylvie Stripling. Sylvie Stripling. Mm -hmm. Played Give Me Your Love. And it was yeah. like, as I come back, boom, dun, dun, dun. And it was just, like, so unpredictable, yeah. yet so perfect. Mm -hmm. Everyone just, like, screamed. It was just, like, so fucking amazing. Like, yeah, like an earth it of was, happiness. It, yeah, it was just, like, it was, the shit he was doing, I was just, like, floored, man. And it's just like to be on the top of your game for like 20, 30 years and to still have a passion to like, he like, we were talking about how, how we go through our libraries and he was kind of showing me how he organizes his music mm -hmm. and it was dope. He was like organizing it by era. So like in, in like five year brackets, because uh -huh. I usually or organize mine in 10 year brackets. Yeah. But he was organizing it by five year, and I was like, "Damn, that's maybe a little smarter." Yeah, I, I want to say is, five right? is a little bit better. Mark. I do ten years also. You but do ten, but I think five really pinpoints. I think so yeah. because it music sounds... changes every five years. Yeah, four or five years. Yeah, yeah. so uh, like I was like, yeah, I was looking at how he listed it. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to put his shit on blast, but Goldfinger, I gotta let these motherfuckers know, you know. So <laughs> you know, you know, damn, you know, this. I just like it's like crate snitching. What is this? You're crate snitching. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, leaking. Yo, you're giving all my secrets out. Shit out there, man. He had these. He had everything in five year brackets. So like obviously eighty five to ninety golden years, mm -hmm. and he called ninety to ninety five new renaissance, mm -hmm. which I thought was very like I've never heard. That's a crazy. I never heard that. I never heard that name. Nah, me either. For calling the ninety to ninety five new renaissance. And then, right. you know, for the life of me, I forgot the other fucking names, but he had 2000, 2005, 2005, 2010. Mm -hmm. And then it was just like the way he, he named these and he separated the hip hop and the R&B, but they both had the same five year um, name titles. Mm -hmm. okay. So yeah. like, you know, in your R&B, you know, golden era, yeah. like folder, you had, you know, the hip hop to accompany it. One of my homies was talking shit to me because I was going through music for like four hours. Yeah, but I was looking through the same folders, and he's like, "Why are you looking at the same crates? Looking at the same music?" And it's like, "Yo, I gotta remind myself what's in here." You know what yeah, I'm saying? I mean, you. Yeah. And I was, and I was, and Goldfinger was like, "Yo, I do the same shit. Like, I'm literally going through music, and so I'm going through crates just to re-listen, yeah, to everything and remember. Oh, this is still here. Mm -hmm. And then like, and then you start like connecting the dots and being like, "Oh shit, I haven't played this. This fits perfectly in with this new music." Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I could throw this in. We were just talking about how like we should play gospel more, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we were talking about like uh you know uh, Kirk Franklin, like mm -hmm. what are his bangers, right? Yeah. Definitely Stomp. Stomp. Um, um, Revolution. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, and then you played look, one look, I forgot. Looking for you. Looking for you, yeah. which was the um It samples Patrice Russian uh, uh Haven't You Heard. Haven't you heard, yeah. Right. And then we were like talking about that. We were playing that record and I was like and we were like, What? Oh man, we sh- this would go perfect after like Cuff It. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's cool. like, yo, but like but those are the things like you connect those dots, the more you go through your records mm-hmm. and then you like connecting the dots a little bit more. Yeah. 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 But like, I, I never thought about playing dropping a gospel song. But now after we had that talk, I'm like, dude, I might yeah, try yeah. that shit, man. You know, it's it's funny because right now it's like all these genres opened up more. Mm-hmm. You know, I went went to New York and I don't hear any EDM. I don't hear any EDM. That's pretty yeah. cool. Like yeah, I, that's dope. I don't hear. I hear <laughs> no, no hate to EDM. EDM. No hate to EDM. But mm-hmm. no, no, no. But I don't hear any EDM. All of these big room remixes that we hear in Vegas. Yeah. Well, there's none of that shit. All originals, there. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. All originals, like even like the some of the house songs and EDM songs that we played in the early 2010s, yeah. we were playing like the remixes. We played like the Guetta remix or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just want to hear originals, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like it's it's really about unpredictability in New York. I could be wrong, you know. But from what I was analyzing everywhere I went, it was all about unpredictability. What you mean by that? Unpredictability is basically like, look, if I go into like a 2000s Little John set, yeah, you'll hear me go into like Salt Shaker, Get Low, Get, get Low, low and uh-huh. then maybe Usher, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So like when you, when you kind of, everyone kind of sticks to these like mixes of eras. Yeah. Like the little, right? the, uh, yeah. Like if I go into a Snap era, like you're going to hear Snap songs. You're going to hear Laffy Taffy. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Um, and you stick to these eras. <laughs> yeah. So in, in most cases, they still work. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of cases, they don't. And in a lot of cases, it's boring because yeah. a lot of DJs tap into that and same. And they do the same. You think it's the same They play the same song back to back. Well, back you're back. hearing a, like, um, uh, and like an arrangement of eight songs being played together mm-hmm. yeah. in, in different orders. Yeah. So it becomes for the, for the crowd that goes out maybe Friday, Saturday, they're hearing the same They fucking, don't want to hear that shit again. They're hearing the same shit mm-hmm. played the same way or similar at almost every venue because yeah, DJs are following venues. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So- unpredictability goes into like i don't know so for example like the biggest song right now in new york is fiend mm. that new travis scott yeah mm-hmm. with playboy cardi mm-hmm. and like anything playboy cardi in new york is like killing it yeah like sky playboy cardi all that shit mm-hmm. but fiend is like the biggest biggest fucking song right now so going there this is, i actually heard this shit fiend going into lenny kravitz um fly away <laughs> fly away uh-huh and then from Lenny Kravitz, I like, I want to get away. I want to fly away. Yeah, yeah. And then it goes into Mo Bamba. I got hoes. <laughs> but they're all like, but literally the unpredictability almost trumped, like, you know what I'm saying? Like anything. It was just all about. It just breaks the night, yeah. Yeah, taking people out of like, oh, shit. They're not expecting to hear that shit. They're like, Smack him in the face with something (laughs) they did not expect. And in some cases, it almost trumped energy. Mm -hmm. Where it didn't even have to match the energy. It's just like, as long as like, it's not something predictable. Like Like, going from Obama to like anything in that BPM in hip hop. It's almost like, if you play two to three hip hop songs in a row, Mm -hmm. at certain open format bottle service clubs, it's almost like, yo, you're not doing it like that. We we don't want to hear that shit. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. It's almost like too predictable. I mean, but it's been like that in New York for a while, though. It has, but there were like maybe certain venues that were doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. now like it's, it's more, it's more, more widespread. People, more venues are doing it than right. before. Okay, and yeah. the thing is, this man, it's like when you're on the West Coast, you only really have to tap into certain genres. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the West Coast, yeah. right? You like if you tap into Afrobeats prime time, it's very like 
very slight. Yeah. You probably won't touch it into too much like dembo or dance hall. Mm-mm. You know, you you'll play the usual like reggaeton. Yeah. And you maybe you might hear classics or you won't or yeah. like disco. Mm-hmm. But in New York right now, like it's just game on on all genres. Yeah. And I'm about to say, I feel like what you're saying is, like I said before, they was doing that in New York years ago, but they was doing it like in the Lower East Side, at the bars in the Lower East Side. But now I feel like the way you're talking and talking about this, they're doing it in like all the bigger clubs in Manhattan. Yes, it's all the bigger clubs. Yeah, and it's like obviously all the 2000s shit like we've been talking about is hitting hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like all these pop songs from the 2000s are hitting hard, and mm-hmm. it's all about mixing it up with disco, like going from Dua Lipa. To like Abba, uh-huh. to like uh, Donna Summers, but then going into like you know uh, Bulletproof Larue, La yeah, like and then going into like Technotronic, and then going to like Azalea Banks Two One Two, oh, and one. then going into like Rihanna, like, and then Peggy Yu, whatever, and Peggy Goo, Goo yeah. and then going into Taylor Swift, and mm-hmm. then going and it's just like it's just so, but there's no EDM remixes, and it's just not like there aren't these like hard hip-hop sets no. really yeah. mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. and it's maybe that a lot of that is saved towards the end of the night yeah but even still they want to hear the obscure shit mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like they want to hear like they you, know who, you know what's kind of killing it right now is like <laughs> i was even shocked yeah. uh, i was talking with marco penta he was like yo young dolph is hitting out here in new york i'm surprised to hear that yeah yeah, yeah especially in new york <laughs> yeah. yeah and then like young dolph is hitting mm-hmm. preach r&b um obviously uh get paid. paid yeah but also like that Quavo, all the new Quavos hitting. Like that Quavo, like turn your click up dog. Yeah, with Future. Uh-huh. And the other one with Takeoff, Hotel yeah. Lobby. Like all I that, shit, that shit is Yo, I'm surprised right to now. hear that. Yeah. All that is getting played in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's like, yo, it, it's it's really interesting, man, to like be on the West and, and, and to hear and deep dive into New York style. Because mm-hmm. it's completely different from Vegas. Did it kind of fuck yeah. you up coming back to the West Coast and DJing a little bit? You know what? I was, I, 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 I talked to a lot of DJs, obviously. <laughs> And I was having a conversation on how different every city is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's just so, so regional. Like, we keep saying it's regional, but it's even more regional. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. remember when you were like a great DJ in New York or Miami mm-hmm. and be like, yo, let's come to Vegas. It's mm-hmm. like that Miami style or that New York style won't even necessarily work in Vegas. No. Nah. Because now the Vegas formula, whatever Vegas's formula is. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work in all these cities. Oh, yeah. Do you I know can, what I'm I can saying? See that. yeah. That's kind of feel me, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's just it's a little weird because I I was talking to someone. They're like, "Yo, man, I, I gotta come to." It was a younger DJ, um, and he was like, "Yo, I want to come to Vegas. I haven't been. I want to check the scene out." I'm like, "Yo, it's a very very different scene." Yeah. But it's like if I'm doing like, "Yo, fam," in a month, I'm going to like L.A., the Bay, right? I'm going to New York. San Diego. Uh, I'm going, yeah, San Diego. I'm going to, I'm doing Vegas. Mm. I'll do something on the East Coast. Like I have like Kansas City lined up. Yo, I get like fucking confused sometimes and I get lost. Yeah. You can't do the same set. You got to switch it up every Every, every week city, I have to tap in to like these different, popping up, these popping different up. rooms, yo. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like they're completely fucking different. But back in the days, you could do the same thing. And when you go to different there was cities, a more common ground. Could, yeah, exactly. yeah, like pop music had more of a common ground. Club uh-huh. music had more of a common ground, right? Yeah, yeah. Like a big EDM song in New York would have hit in Vegas, mm-hmm. would have hit in Miami, and would have hit in LA. Yeah, right. If anything, it would have been like this. And never, you could tell me if I'm wrong. The song would hit in New York. Yeah, 
but a lot of EDM, our house came from Miami. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then it would go, like house would go from Miami to New York. Yeah. And then from New York, it would just start trickling to the West Coast. Oh, West. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But usually, typically, what would happen, it was like all the club music that came from Miami, like whatever filtered through to New York would Mm -hmm. then hit to like Vegas Mm -hmm. and then hit to LA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. that was kind of the formula in the 2000s. Yeah. That's why like in the early 2000s, you notice they were recruiting only New York DJs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Yeah. But like now it's just completely different. Like even if I DJ in LA... Completely different from fucking the Bay. Yeah. Completely different, like shit that's popping off. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's gonna that's gonna fuck up some DJs' careers because they're gonna be maybe kept away from certain cities because they can't crush? No, I think the DJs are just gonna learn how to fucking they DJ have, and they, everything. Have, they like, have to that, adapt. That's to what's it. happening now. It's just like we're in this transition period of like, oh shit, like this is changing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like this is changing. And the motherfuckers who can adapt are the ones who are gonna master it and get really good at it. Mm-hmm. Like that young DJ that I was talking to, I'm getting like, you know, I'm getting a little frustrated, like, oh man, I gotta rearrange my crates. Mm-hmm. Cause my crates were were arranged for a certain room. like a certain room. And I usually had similar rooms. Yeah. But like last two, three years, I've been working on my crates for two, three years. To streamline mm-hmm. all these gigs, and I still haven't mastered it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you the, were doing, you were doing, you were doing down to the fucking year. I remember, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm over this fucking shit," and you changed. I was the doing words. down to the year, yeah. and I noticed that a lot of DJs, and you, you 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 can tell me if I'm wrong, but in the last three years or four years, you guys are creating crates more for the venues. That's so what you'll I have do. a mm-hmm. venue yeah, crate. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, right. That's what I have right now. Yeah, yeah. So you guys are focusing literally on venues, yep. where you don't have a crate of hip hop, R and B. You know, no, I mean, I might have that crate, but like I said, but you said, have that. Have, but in addition, you need to I focus to, on the room I'm doing, right? Yeah. Because every room is different, like right. even the mm-hmm. crowd that it brings. Yeah. So, like, I'm looking at motherfuckers' crates, and it's more like venues. Like, I'll see the venues that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So they'll be like, you know, like I was looking at my homies' crate, like had R&B and ribs, had a, a different club in another city and a different. Yeah. And I was like, oh, these motherfuckers are just literally focusing on every fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. But DJs, they're, they're, gonna, they're just going to start getting better at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Which is it, a fun task, by the way. I have enjoy, I enjoy doing that shit, actually. Trying to figure out, figure out a room is pretty fun, but it does get a little uh, anxiety and a little fucking crazy. It, it, it's, it, my, my thing is, like, there has to, you know, my approach to it, though, it's kind of like you don't want to feed in too much of what the city is used to. Mm-hmm. it's kind of like in a way. you, you want to balance it. Like if I'm in the Bay and I'm playing all the, you know, hyphy Bay area shit that they're used to, that's dope. But how do I throw in and take the chance? Or play some, in, some shit that's not Bay area related. Or, or that's just, that's like maybe that represents me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And taking a risk of me even losing the crowd for a second yeah. and then bringing them back. Showing your personality more. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it, that's really what it comes down to is really just taking that risk. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. like showing showing like yourself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is something that I feel like maybe DJs in my generation mm-hmm. have a harder time doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't think so. I've seen you guys do it and you guys do it really well where you guys show off what you guys are capable of doing opposed to playing the regular schmegler, you know, set list that everybody expects for you to play. Like, I've heard you play, not just because you're my good friends, but I've heard you play shit that I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot about those records. I forgot about this record. Drake records from the 2010s, early 2010s. Mm-hmm. And you were telling me that you brought a, like a Young Thug set, and I was like, wow, I forgot about Young Thug's hits at that oh, time. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you guys show off your personality in that way. I think it's a confidence thing because I'm, I'm built 
to read the room and put the room first. And you're not afraid mm-hmm. of being yeah. booed or looked at crazy because you know how to recover quick. Yeah, but even, even still, like, I mean, I had a bad experience this weekend. Yeah. I go, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I had the room going. Um, uh, Flavor Flav was in the building. Yeah, he came. His people was like, "Yo, can you play some? Flavor pub- Flav. Can you play some Public Enemy?" And I'm just thinking to myself, "Yo, this this crowd don't want to hear Public Enemy." Right. But then Flav came to the booth, and I was just like, "You know what, man? I'm gonna play some Public Enemy." So I played um. What'd I play? Terminator um, X. Uh, Fight the Power. Yeah. Good song. Damn, it took you that long. The Room. <laughs> the, the Room. No, I'm about to say, don't believe the hype, but oh. Fight the Power. The Room, the dance floor cleared. People stopped dancing, and I'm just like, fuck, I lost the crowd. And I was like trying to bring the crowd back. Yeah. I can't bring it back right away. It was just that one song that fucked up my whole fucking night. Oh, you couldn't recover? I couldn't recover. Oh. Did you announce that it was Flavor Flavor? Yeah, I did. Wow. And I played it, played the song, people just stopped dancing. I'm just like, Really? Yeah. Did he get on the mic? He didn't get on the mic. No. Yeah, oh, you should have had him get on the mic. Yeah. No, man, yeah. <laughs> like, sell the fucking song. Know, like, man. sell the moment. Like, don't well, fucking... I'm just like, yo, we got Flavor Flavor in the building. And they were like going, yeah, yeah. And then I play Fight the Power. And it's just like... At least... The, the, the dance floor part of like the Red Sea. It's just like... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Like, Fuck, man. So, I, I do this a lot, right? Well, like, I don't think that was your fault. No, it's not his fault. But when you look back, I do this to myself. I self-analyze decisions that I make, right? Yeah. Could there have been another Public Enemy song that would have worked? That's I was thinking the same thing. Right. I don't know, man. I, like I said, I really, I, I feel like so. that's their biggest song that everybody knows. Fight the power. At oh, least wait, he should have gave you like a yeah, boy. Like you can't play nine one one as a joke. No, no one's gonna get that shit. Right? Not at all, man. But you can you can play. Uh, but what about I uh, can't do nothing for you, man? People don't even know that. They one. don't know that. No. There's no you way see, he could have recovered. No public enemy song. Unless no, he, no, no. We're not looking. We're not looking. We got to look. We got to look. I mean, look. But Dude, I thought about it before I dropped the song. I, <laughs> I was going through all my public enemy songs. I'm like, which is going to work? Which is going to work? Like, Spotify. Fight the you power. like, fight the power? Fight the power going to work. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that sounds angry as fuck. I know, man. You should have played Bum Rush the show. <laughs> But there's no real like digestible. There's no real digestible public enemy song at a club that you can kind of digest. Everything's so empowering and kind of hitting you in I the know, face. Man. It's kind of hard, Paul. It is, yeah. Yeah, but he should have gotten the mic and kind of helped you out a little bit. I mean, he fucked up. Maybe shut him down, huh? Maybe shut him down. No, no. can't no. trust it. Can't trust it has a more like you danceable that, beat. Okay, that's uh, maybe I could have played that one. Can't trust it has that's a more danceable close, beat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause if even if you don't know can't trust it, you're like, this is funky. Like, this, yeah. And it's at a BPM that's kind of like head boppy. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Damn. So, like, so when you played Fight the Power, in your head were you like, I have to immediately yeah. get out of this? Yeah. What was yeah. your get out of it song? I, I, I have to I have my laptop with me, but I have to think about I I forgot what it was, but it wasn't. It didn't work. Whatever I played, it was just like I would have. Rep- I would have played DMX. But it was. It was kind of late already. So, but it was just like I had the room going. But then as soon as I dropped that, public dude, I, me, I hate. I hate those nights because like I can't go to sleep. It'll haunt me. <laughs> yeah, because you feel like you. It'll yeah, haunt me. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It was bothering me the whole time. It was just it, like fuck. Yeah, man. it bothers me because then I would. I would like be like obsessing about. What everything else I could have done, yeah, yeah, to that, like that, not that make it to be happen. Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how did Flavor Flav feel? <laughs> Imagine he was, if he left too. He's like, oh, he's like nah, he was hanging out. He was having a good time. <laughs> time is done here. I think Chuck D was there also. Really? Damn. Yeah. Oh shit. Cause they did um our radio. They did the um, concert. Oh, they should have helped you out. They should have uh, helped you out. A oh, little you little. you know what song may have hit that uh, he what? he's got game song. Remember? No. <laughs> 
<laughs> that shit with, been the, lit, with, the, yo. Um, with the Lou V beat. Yeah. Yo, when he told me this, when he started the story, I 100% thought he was going to tell me fight the power made the room erupt and they went wild, yo. That would have been, yeah, I was like, I was wishing, that. man, but. You need your fuck, man. <laughs> You need, yeah. a ma- you need a mashup with Flavor Flav on. I, I got to think of something. Yeah, I got to put something together. <laughs> the Bad- Fight the Power Jersey Club remix? <laughs> or the Bad Bunny remix? Or the Bad Bunny and Public Enemy. <laughs> something, man. Yo, something those are rough, you. man. Yeah. You know, like, man, I, like for a few couple weekends, mm-hmm. I just had like rough gigs. Oh, yeah? It was just been rough. What you mean, like how? It's just been like, you know, like you go in and you're like, oh, it's going to be slow tonight. So then you really have to keep people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's, and it's just like, yeah. and then sometimes not everything's hitting. Yeah. Or like. You're trying to figure it out. It's just not working. Or sometimes it's hitting. And like you said, like one song makes everyone stop. Mm-hmm. And you thought you had them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like back in the day when there was a little, I feel like maybe there was a little more trust with the DJ. A, like after a, a certain a lot, point, a lot, after a certain point, after a certain point, like we're like we're eye to eye. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I'm on a date. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah, had yeah. a great dinner. Mm-hmm. We we go get dessert or we go to a bar and it's going great. And all of, all of a sudden, I don't know. I say something like, "Hey, you want to go to a club?" And then they're just like, "Are, are you crazy?" And then they just leave. And that's the end of the. Date. And that's yeah. the end of the date. Yeah. Or you just order something mm-hmm. back. Yeah, yeah. Like cut me some slack. I know. Yeah. Like you know, like work work with me, work know? with me yeah. a little bit. Like mm-hmm. we were here, just give me a little yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like some some of these crowds were it's just like, oh, you like very. Bleaching? You know what? And that's what I loved about um, DJ AM. He would play whatever the fuck he would play, and the people would keep going. They wouldn't leave or nothing. Like I remember he dropped the LL Cool J album track from from Bigger and Deffer, and I was like, why he's playing this shit? <laughs> and it worked People was like oh, They didn't even know the song But it was like Because it was AM dropping it It was just like Yo, this Because is- there's that Celebrity element though Yeah You know like it, When there's that Celebrity element People mm-hmm. are there For the spectacle of mm-hmm. it And they'll, st- they'll stay And stick yeah. around mm-hmm. For the whole spectacle I mean why yeah. yeah why would you leave though Like you're already Fucking there But still This reminds me of a tweet Like uh, it was tweeted recently From our homie DJ Kaz in Miami Shout out to Kaz It's a great tweet uh, He said uh, With throwbacks being in Sometimes you feel like you can do more than you think, and you have a dated moment, like when you would play Jim Jones' Stay Fly, mm-hmm. you know, we stay balling, balling. Yeah. and you saw the crowd didn't do the balling part. Mm-hmm. At, Panic. <laughs> and he said, yesterday it happened with a Little Wayne set. Hustler music didn't go off. Oh, come on, Cass. That's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you, I love that song. And I wouldn't be like, yo. I know, man. You reach you with that one, man. <laughs> that was a hard one, bro. If you were still a Millie, I would have I would have been with you. But hustling music is just not it. Yeah, That, that kind of fucked up Lil Wayne's career a little bit when he started wearing Bape all head to toe in that video. <laughs> yeah, and it, there's certain comments that like, you know, really was like, you learn quickly when you think they rocking with you, then realize they only know certain songs that are popular on socials since they weren't there during the era. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. humbling. Yeah. That's what I've been noticing. Mm-hmm. And I've been like talking with Neva about this because we're fixed into doing these sets yeah. from eras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like I talked about unpredictability. Yeah. Where we're like, we're fixed on doing these sets. So if we do like a an 80s, you know, classics R&B set. Rendition, yeah. We do like three to four or five songs sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yo, like the youth only knows one of them. Or two of them, and you think yeah. because they know the first two, they're gonna rock. They're gonna, they're gonna know the, all the songs, but they don't. Well, like the in the two thousands and even the nineties and even two, early two thousand tens, if there were there were certain songs that gave me like a green light to be like, oh, if they know this, go deeper. Pops. They must know this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then you could kind of go deeper, and you could go more you left. Keep going, yeah. But now 
that's not the case for I any think, of his shit. I think you no. can only do that with mid-2000s records. I don't think you could do that with a lot of other yeah, yeah. records. You're right. Yeah. Because that's I, a great observation. Yeah, yeah because yeah. that's the only one genre that I can go fucking crazy left and they're still with me. But if I do that for, I don't know, another genre, they're like, uh. but But that goes back to the unpredictability where you're really just taking all of these hits Mm-hmm. That you know that people know from social media, mm-hmm. and you're like putting them all together. You're basically yeah. that's like, why it's so like scattered. Where it's just like you know, oh, like my boo. I remember my boo from the uh, the shuffle. What was that challenge? The, the, the shuffle, dance, yeah, the dance, yeah, yeah. shuffle <laughs> challenge. Mm-hmm. And then do you remember like uh, forget me nots yeah, because yeah. of that social media era? Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, and they like gimme gimme or abba. Like mm-hmm. that was another social media movement. We basically mm-hmm. have become people's playlists that they have on Spotify and Apple Music. We become that, but when they want to hear it outside in the big speakers in the moment with they're having drinks right. with their friends. And it, it, there's, there's no, no rhyme or reason. There's to no it. rhyme or reason. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like I want you to play like the craziest shit that's on my playlist. It's like just having all the favorite artists in one room and it's like, you sing now, you sing now, you sing now. And it's like It's like karaoke. Yeah, it's like karaoke. <laughs> you become that. Yeah. I've learned how to manage that in some of the rooms that I'm in, because I'm like Okay, this is what is going on. The the unpredictability has come into to play where it's no longer, hey, you gotta play these ten big records and that's gonna certify if you're a good DJ or not. Now it's like how do you keep these people here playing the obscure shit that they like? It, it's it's funny, it reminds me of that scene in Demolition Man. Remember that movie with Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes? And Wesley Snipes. Yeah. When like uh they're listening to like commercial show tunes. Yeah. Remember, like yeah. They, they like it was like the end of the world, and the only thing that survived the music were commercial songs, songs mm-hmm. from commercials, uh-huh. and they're listening to like commercials songs on the radio, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and like motherfuckers, and they're, they're like, remember Sandra Bullock was singing, mm-hmm. and they were just like singing hot dogs or some shit, yeah, famous hot dogs, and the Sylvester's looking at them like, yo, like they're really listening to this, yeah, shit. yeah. Some of the shit that translates to like into social media. And gets and it gets like absorbed into the club. I look at it. I'm like, that song was like never even a hit. No, nah. And yeah. I'm fucking playing this. I know. I mean, it goes back to what Jasmine Rich said about her party nostalgia. She says that she's playing intro tunes from shows and they're going off. Like she's playing like The Office, like those intro songs that you just. That's like a Demolition Man moment. For yeah. Me. So like, it's yeah. one of those things yeah. where you're like, you don't expect that to go over so well. Like you, you just don't expect that shit. I seen that shit, maybe five, six years. I seen that like five, six years ago when I saw one of my homies, DJ Yultron. He was doing a thing, and then he dropped the Office theme song, and the fucking crowd just went bananas. Yeah, shout to Yultron. Yeah, you know what I used to drop? <laughs> the theme from Good Times. Oh, in the middle of a set. That's good. That you know, and Sanford and Son. <laughs> we also got to give props to Stone Rock. Stone I was going to say Stone used to do something like that, right? Yeah. Stone Rock <laughs> would play, like, I don't know, like all these like fucking weird TV shows. Yeah. Like to, the yeah. A-Team or something. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the fuck he would play. That's a Stone. Yeah. <laughs> I remember he told me some of the greatest advice he told me early on in my DJ career. He said, um, and it's something along the lines of what you guys just said. I mean, he's like, I just want to have the crowd so much on my side that my goal tonight is drop a Whitney Houston song. I will always love you, and it's gonna go through the roof. And that was his goal of the night. And then when I saw him drop that, the fucking crowd went bananas. I'm like, yeah, they're trusting in him at this point. He could go anywhere, play fucking any show tune that he wants, and it's gonna fucking go off. Wait, weren't you just telling me that like you started playing R. Kelly in the club? Well, I've been getting requested a lot of R. Kelly recently, and specifically like five yeah, songs. But who's, who's requesting it though? 
if you want me to be specific, it's not like is it white people? Is it Asian people? Is it black people? Across the fucking board. <laughs> everybody. Everybody. Even white people. White people, black folks, brown I mean, people, white people everybody. that didn't give a fuck. I know. It's kind of like, yeah, they, they went through one year and not the other for them. During the whole scandal, like, the, like of, of, of everything with R. Kelly, like, white people have been consistently dancing to Ignition Remix. Yes. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, the, the five records, the five, the five records that have been getting really requested is Ignition Remix, which of course. is obvious. Uh, Step in the Name of Love, uh, Same Girl with uh, Usher. Mm. Um, I've never played that one. Yeah, like a, I mean, that was a big record. Same girl? I've never played it, though, in the clubs. In the clubs, no. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm, I'm supp- mean, that, you know, that was a huge song, yeah. Yo, you know what's a record I low-key miss? Like, and I, I used to play it at the end of the night. It's R. Like, Kelly? Yeah, R. Kelly. Hotel? No, feel, Feeling on Your Booty. Remember? Oh, man. Remember? <laughs> that was such a huge record. Feeling on Your Booty? Uh-huh. That was like the biggest record at the end of the night. <laughs> when you ended with that shit? I never ended it with that, really? but I did like that song though. I, that, <laughs> that was, was the like shit, the, I don't want to make you feel bad. I wasn't DJing at that time. I know, but that was the sh- that, yo when feeling on your booty came out. That was the shit to end the night with, uh-huh. and everyone like yo. That was like the closer for all the, the homies to be like yo. <laughs> feeling it's on time your booty. to close this shit. It's a, yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's it was a, like the only time. Like it, like that motherfuckers could kind of low key just start getting <laughs> down and dirty and start feeling on some actual booty you know, like, like that. <laughs> it's that time. It's like after after dark, you know, BT. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Those those four songs particularly, and also I got a crazy compliment. I was um, I usually play Fiesta remix with Jay Z and R Kelly. But I take it out right after uh, pause. I take oh, the song. Shit, <laughs> hey, yo. That was crazy. That was crazy. Um, I, 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 I changed the song right after Jay-Z's done with his verse. For sure. I fucked up and I, and I let the song keep playing. I figured out what I was doing and I let the song play. And then a couple, a uh, black couple comes up to me afterwards and they're like, yo, we from Chicago. Just want to tell you that uh, you're the first DJ in a long time to play some R. Kelly. So we appreciate that. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. You know I'm what's like, funny? I, rec- I forgot recently I ended my night playing R. Kelly, Your Body's Calling. Oh, wow. That, that, that's, that's crazy. That's a crazy one. That's no, so you crazy. crazy. What made you do that? And I know. And people was loving it, though. They was like, oh, shit. Nah, just, there's some records <laughs> that I'm okay with, but some of these records, like, what were you talking about? Feeling on your booty is one. Well, whose booty are you talking about? What's nah, the don't age say it like that. Why you got to take it? There? I mean, it's the, same, it's the same shit as uh, my mind's telling me no, but my body's telling me yes. All right, that's a, that's a sus, real fucking record that you should not be playing. But Ignition Remix, Step in the Name of Love, Hotel, you know, same girl. I get it. Damn man, like, when do you think you think it's the day is coming soon, or R. Kelly is just gonna be? I think so. It's gonna it's gonna happen. Come. Can you imagine the amount, the response, the eruption of the crowd when you start playing Ignition Remix? You want to go for a viral? It's, it's gonna happen when you start mm. playing an Ignition Remix again. Uh huh. That never that that response no. never ended, bro. Nah, no, never until I mean until the scandal. I remember I fucked up and I played Ignition Remix, and now they. What happened? They actually they pulled me. Oh pulled. wow! Yeah. But this is when the the documentary came. This out. is like, years ago. Yeah, this was like when I was just like, no, it was like, yeah, it was like kind oh, of right. I it was starting you, to bubble yeah. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And it's not because you suck; it's just because you play this one song. I played that one song, and it it was just like, and the thing is, that people were dancing. I think it was more the promoters were like, nah, you got like, <sighs> yeah, you, you gotta get out, you gotta come on, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get your stuff. Let's go. 
That's it, man. And that's when I was like, I'm not. I literally after that night, I couldn't even sleep. I was like, yo, I'm not playing R. Kelly. Like I, I just took <laughs> all that shit out of the folder. I'm like, I'm never playing Damn. that. Shit. I don't know, man. I, I same girl's a good record. Usher's on it. Usher's having a big comeback right now. I, yo, Usher's doing the Super Bowl. That's crazy. Yeah. Here, how y'all feel about that? Here, I'm so hyped. I, I'm so hyped. I think it's like the perfect uphill trajectory mm-hmm. of his Las Vegas residency. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just becoming one of the great shows in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's becoming like, you know, Usher at Park MGM, right? Yeah. And, and then the after party on the record. I feel like it's the perfect combination of that going viral. People going to the shows. The Kiki Sweet- Palmer yeah. stuff. You know what, Kiki you know, Palmer, no, Sweetie. You know what's funny? They're just um, going across it, the street. It, it all led to the Super Bowl. Here. And it makes complete sense here in Las Vegas. But you know what? It took me a while to realize that. Because at first I was thinking to myself, damn, they should have got somebody else like a Taylor Swift. I don't want to see Or Drake. That. But then like I thought about it. And like you say, Usher has a residency in Vegas. Yeah, he yeah. does. He has his show here. Does his after party? It, it he was had, already here. It made so many viral moments already. So it's yes, yeah, a natural thing that you have Usher do the Las Vegas Super Bowl. So I, I feel like there's like certain artists and celebrities that become the face of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like you know, remember when Holly Madison became like a face of Las Vegas? Yeah, for a minute. Yeah, and then like Carrot Top was like the face of Las Chris, Vegas. Chris Angel. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Chris Angel was mm-hmm. like the face of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And even at one point, like Little John was like the face of Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Like Turn Down for What? Mm-hmm. All his records, like it was like the perfect combination yeah. for Little John. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like Usher is becoming like the next face face. He's Las a face Vegas. of Vegas, yeah. So like, you know, so it, it makes sense. And it's not 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 this usher like he's not gonna do a good show because he's gonna do a fucking great show. An I think it's gonna be show. one of the best. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, and then Jermaine Dupree's probably helping him out. That's, that's gonna be crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a great. I wish I could just text Jermaine like, "Yo, what you got planned for the <laughs> Super Bowl?" Friend of the show, Jermaine. Jermaine Dupree. Dupree. <laughs> Yo, Jermaine, what you got planned for the Super Bowl? <laughs> you want to? You, you know, pop in. <laughs> Yeah, because you have uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, because you have Jermaine Dupri as a cheat code. For you, it's a rap. Yo, fam, I would love to see Jermaine Dupri on roller skates, just like skating out yeah. during the show. You that know would what be this fucking is? amazing, yo. So so deaf, yeah. Oh man. Like nah, that's gonna be dope though. Wait, well, you've seen the Usher show, show right? Yeah. How, how long was the Usher show? Usher show was like an hour and a buck thirty? A buck thirty. Mm-hmm. So you have to condense that show into ten minutes. Yeah, but it was just non fucking stop. Non-stop, non-stop. And what songs yeah. do you do for Usher? The big, the big, it's the gonna big be one yeah, at the end. Yeah, it's going What's gonna be the big finisher? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it has to be the finisher. Uh, definitely, yeah. That's his biggest song, huh? Yeah. Nothing bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. It's probably going to be in there. Big, you know. Definitely the um, EDM fra- phrase is going to be there. Yeah. All that good stuff is probably going to be there. But I, I hope to hear some R&B shit. Like some of them slow tunes. I mean, yo, when Confessions. When Confessions drops. He's going to do like, that. Yo, at his Vegas show, when Confessions drops, like everyone's heart stops. Yeah. It's just the way that it goes. Oh man, that's, that's all Jermaine Dupree, baby. Yo, so you fam. think he's gonna bring out any guests? Oh, who do you so bring many guests out? He could bring out, I think. Hmm. I would bring out Mariah Carey. No, but Mariah Carey wouldn't come out. I know no, she ain't coming out for Alicia Usher. Keys coming out. Maybe for I would say Alicia Keys. Yeah, for that'd be pretty boo. good. Um, yeah, I mean, he, I was gonna say that new song he just put out with Summer Walker and um, that's too slow, bro. You talking about <laughs> anthems here? We gotta play the anthems, All right? I think Ludacris might come out because he's in Oh, yeah. Pitbull. Pitbull, Mr. 305. <laughs> you know what? Diddy might come out, right? There's a couple of tracks with Diddy, no? A couple nah, of remixes? I don't think so. No? 
Not really, nah. Yeah, Unless bro. I do, I need a girl. He has a girl. <laughs> he has bigger hits with Jermaine, bro. Um, how about the, the joint that he did with um, Love in the Club with Ti and Jeezy? Yeah, I know. I Love can see that. In the club, I could see that. They're gonna they, bring the Atlanta. Qu- out, the question bro. is, if yeah, that, that's the question. They're gonna bring Atlanta out. This yeah, question, exactly. Yeah, Atlanta's this, coming out. No, this is the, but this is the question I'm wondering. Is this going to be the Atlanta show that didn't happen in Atlanta? Yes. I think so. Do you and understand Jermaine what I'm saying? In it, bro. I think so, yeah. Like, is this going to be the Atlanta show that didn't happen in Atlanta, but it's going to happen in Vegas? Let's just mm-hmm. think. Look, he has Ludacris, Little John, Jermaine Dupree. Oh, that's yeah. Top Peters. Top Luda, yeah. Luda's coming out. That's three hits <laughs> already, and we haven't even passed two songs. That's interesting, though. That's interesting to see. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like this conversation reminds me of... I just saw this shit on Instagram where like Pharrell's at a dinner with Timbaland mm-hmm. and they're like, yo, they're like kind of complimenting each other. Like, yo, I saw that. Yeah. King and, Timbaland. They were, they were like having a conversation on who had the bet, like the bigger hits with Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And you know, Pharrell was like, yo, Tim, you got the bigger hits. He was like, dirt off your shoulder. Come on, dirt off your shoulder. And then Tim was like, I feel like Tim couldn't remember no Pharrell Neptune song. Just wanna love you. So he was like, just being like, yo, no, you do a, man, you got too many hits. You got too many hits. Like they were being really nice to each other. But then I was thinking like, who really got the hits with Jay-Z? Like who's the mastermind producer? I would say Timberland. You think him? Because nothing, they mentioned Dirt Off Your Shoulder, Mm -hmm. but Dirt Off Your Shoulder doesn't even touch. Big Pimpin'? Big Pimpin'. Mm -hmm. No, not at all. Big Pimpin' was a monster. Yeah. The video was a monster. And it was, that beat was so different. It was different. When it first came out, because I remember not liking that song. I was just like, this shit is horrible. I, I, I would even say it solidified like down south bounce. Yeah. Yep. In New York and mm-hmm. like maybe globally. Jay-Z definitely attempted to be the first like East Coast New York rapper on a bounce track when he did uh, Juvenile. Jig- huh? What? Jig- oh, who? Jig- yeah. Remember? Because mm-hmm. when he did that, it was like, yo, we never heard an East Coast motherfucker do that. Well, actually, I could be wrong. I don't think so. Maybe Biggie on the Bone Thugs, but that's Bone Thugs is Cleveland. That was yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not mm-hmm. yeah. That's not so. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Because like yo, New York rappers usually, typically, they didn't change their flow and like hop on like other like other cities or other states' music, like their genres. Mm-hmm. So when like Biggie was hopping on that thuggish ruggish style, yeah. Like when Jay Z was doing the down south flow mm-hmm. with Jigga what Jigga who, yeah. And then with Big Pimpin', it was like solidified. Like, nah, this is like a new, this is a new tempo that everyone needs to know how to how to rhyme on. Uh, yeah. yeah, like it's not just gonna be 90, 100 BPM shit no more. I know. You know, I feel like Jay Z's like one of the first rappers to rap with um, MCs outside of New York, like Southern rappers. Yeah. Like Southern rappers, like he did back in '96. He did a song with Silk the Shaka and Master P. Damn. Called um, "We Know What We About." Yeah, but was was the Juvenile remix that the Juvenile, Juvenile remix came out after that? Oh wow, that was like in '90. I'm gonna say 98. Oh shit! Yeah, damn. Yeah, and Jay Z kind of coined that bounce sound really well. Like I don't think anybody else kind of took it the way he did. Because well, yeah, I mean, what's I mean, the biggest bounce record ever? Would you say it's Big Pimpin? I mean, the thing the, the thing with Big Pimpin it was just that solidified that this music can cross over and that it also made rappers be like, "Yo, I want to flow on something like that," mm-hmm. because it was yeah. like, "Let me see, like now you ain't nice if you can't flow on a down south beat." Yes, yeah, you can't, exactly. Man. If you can't rhyme on this bounce shit, mm-hmm. like then you you're not really the you're, you're not, not the, the best you're not a dope rapper. You and so when Jay was on Big Pimpin and Jigga Who Jigga What, it mm-hmm. was his way of being like, "Yo, I'm the best," because yeah. even I'm flowing on this like. 
mm-hmm. on this down south shit, and yeah. y'all motherfuckers can't do that. And shit. he owned yeah. the bounce records. He did not sound out of pocket or out of place. And then, I mean, remember that viral clip that went went about when he went to go visit Timberland in the studio when he was doing uh, the Black Album. He's like, man, you ain't got the bounce. Come on, bro. I want the bounce. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he played them third off your shoulders. But yo, what's the what's the biggest Neptune's Jay Z track? I just want just want to love you. I just want to love you. Yeah. It, yeah, it's like there's there's nothing really. No, excuse me, miss. I mean, change clothes. You want to part, go for part that. one and two part part one and part two. They definitely hit like the uh, the growing the sexy side of Jay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but they they didn't have no club bangers, right? No, I mean, not, not even really. club bangers, but any uh, bangers, really, they didn't really have any. My, one of my favorites is still Fuck All Night. That was like, but you can't be, I mean, that was like a late night or early early night record. Yeah, it was a, a, definitely an early night record, Yeah, but that's and not a hit. And then yeah. we're forgetting, uh, Timberland did all of Holy Grail. That's all, like, he had some good hits on there. He did Suit and Tie. I don't know if I want to include that as a mm. great Jay-Z record, but. Mm. I mean, it was, that was more <laughs> just in Timberland. But record. yeah, Holy Grail, he did that. So wait, wait. So with Timberland's on top with Big Pimpin. Yeah. Will, will we say Big Pimpin? Yeah, I would say Timberland that. Timberland on top. Is there any other producers that would trump Timberland with Jay Z and knock him off the top with Big Pimpin? Just Blaze. Just Blaze with PSA. PSA. Mm. Yeah, not, not only PSA. You know, he has more than PSA. Yeah, he got more than that. Yeah, I think well, no one's do. touched. All right, you think he out trump Kanye? Yeah. 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 Just, I, I feel like Just Blaze. Trump's Kanye mm. by a long shot too. Not a long shot. I wouldn't say a long I, shot. I say a long <laughs> shot. Wait, who would you put up first with with the best producer between those four? Premier is up there too, though. Not Premier, not not, Premier not got some shit. Not the caliber of we speaking about. Not with, the crossover shit. No, but it's he different. Has, yeah. yeah, he has some shit. You can them. say the same thing about Ski. Ski man. That's one of my <laughs> dude. That's one of my favorite producers of all time. Yeah. Nah, come on, bro. You cannot be. You cannot be just Blaze. Girls, girls, girls. You don't know song cry. You don't know it's crazy, bro. Streets mm-hmm. is talking. Come on, bro. You can't. No, no. I streets, don't know about the girls. Streets girls, is talking to ski. Streets is talking to ski. Yeah, yeah, that was ski. That's definitely ski. Yeah. Ski. It's just produced by Just Blaze. No, I don't know. Cause we just we just heard hip hop. We just hip hop told nah, the story about that. He was still messing with Ski when that came yeah. out. He wasn't doing J. I mean, Just Blaze wasn't even. That's what it says on. No, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's what it says on Spotify. No, 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 no. That's wrong. Ski did. Um, Ski did that joint because hip hop just told us a story about how he found a sample and Ski chopped it up for Streets is watching on hip hop's episode. Yeah, I don't know. That's what Spotify said. They got it wrong. Oh, that's wrong. That's wrong. Spotify is wrong. Man. Spotify is wrong. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think Ski. Was, Show me what you got. Yeah, show me what you guys. Great record. I feel like Ski really tapped into like Jay Z's like street side. Yeah, he yeah. really was able to tap into that street side, mm-hmm. the deep yeah. side. Yeah, sure. Even like who you with was crazy. Yeah, like, that's, that's why I'm surprised he didn't work with Ski more often after like the first two. Because he had to go commercial, bro. He that shit wasn't gonna pop him off. Mm-hmm. He had to go mad commercial. It's it's weird. Like I would love you know like remember there there's that big conversation that said like uh, when. Jay was working on a black album mm-hmm. and he got a beat tape from Premiere. Yeah. He, and there, that's why there's no Premiere tracks on the black album mm-hmm. because there was nothing. I know. There was nothing good enough. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if it sounded dated. I just want to like hear like what was, what, what was on those tapes. Like I, I bet you Ski sent some shit in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swiss probably sent some shit in. Probably Clark Kent. I, I, all these motherfuckers probably sent some shit in and I kind of want to hear like the beats. Like I would love I know, like man. a compilation. 
a compilation album or something that has all the beats that were rejected for the black album. I know, man. <laughs> I, like, I feel like Ski would have had some shit on there. Yeah. Um, but the same thing happened with Premier and Biggie. Like, um, Premier submitted like some tracks for um, Life After Death. Yeah. And they wasn't feeling it. Yeah, I heard P- Diddy Puffy said, told him, though, you got to do this shit over, man. You got to come back stronger. And that's when he came back with the um, Ten Crack Commandments. Mm. And um, then, 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 then. Yeah, yeah. The, Kicking the door. Kicking the door, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Came with those two. And it was like, all right, perfect. You got it. Yeah, I got to crown Just Blaze, though. Just Blaze got to be the JC. One, one day when we get Premiere on, maybe we can ask him. I know, man. Maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Show us a beat tape. Wait, then you say we might have. When we in, we yeah. might we might be able to have. I'm we might forward, be able to I'm looking forward to that one on man. our New York trip. Mm-hmm. You know, coming up by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, w- I have more. I don't want to say. We don't want to say. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to jinx anything. We don't want to. I feel like I feel like you just jinxed the shit. But ah, like, I want to put it out in the like. I don't want to put it out in the universe yet. Uh huh. I want to. You know, I, wait till November. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait till November. But uh. I really feel like you jinxed us now. Oh, man, don't there. say that, man. You see what you did? You see what you did? I, I bring good luck, man. Come on. I, I bring I good luck. I don't, I, don't, I don't jinx my <laughs> You are the luckiest motherfucker I know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You, for real, you are see? the luckiest motherfucker. Everything works out for it. Like, never, when the end of the world comes, like, I'm just going to, like, I have to make sure Neva is just rolling with us. No yeah. matter what. <laughs> he going to be look good. Even if he's not, like, pulling his way. No, we got to help him out. I'm not, I'm not good luck charm. Nah, yeah. I'm, I'm helping y'all. What yeah. is it? <laughs> the, the lucky rabbit foot you are. When there's, like, catastrophes. Hold on to Neva. Like, ne- no, Neva somehow just survives, like. He just like skates through. Yeah, like it misses him. Yeah. Now yeah. you're jinxing me, man. No, no. <laughs> Y'all put it out there now. <laughs> you know how he superstitious he is. You know how superstitious he is. He's Ungrazed. Like, oh, now remember we were talking about like just getting like over drinking and getting overly fucked up? Yeah. Never's mm-hmm. a dude that's like never thrown up. No. no matter how drunk he's gotten, right? No. You've never you've never thrown up. He's falling asleep. No, I haven't. Quicker not. than he's thrown up. Oh, he's yeah, falling I, asleep like a I would definitely fall asleep. Yeah. But throwing up like <laughs> like mid lap dance, fall asleep. <laughs> you like this, Daddy? <laughs> no, no, like I mean, I was I, like we at a strip oh, club man. and then someone's like, excuse me, um, he's sleeping. Do you want me to keep dancing? And then I just and that was like <laughs> And I'm and then, like, and and then be like, yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, yo, and then I wake time. never up. I'm like, yo, yo. He's like, oh, oh. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, keep dancing. Go <laughs> like some twenties. She keep that, and then I'm saying, he fell asleep again. You want to keep him dancing? Let me give y'all one to dance. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just keep dancing, fam. Just let him sleep. <laughs> Slumped over. <laughs> hey. The relaxation. He had a long night. Motherfuckers DJ for six hours. Just let exactly, him. Exactly, man. Let him live. Stop rubbing his feet, by the way. I'm like, feed him, feed him some chicken fingers and fries or some shit. Bring the lemon pepper wings. And never will like eat while he's sleeping. He'll it's like a little hamster. I'm good to that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't throw up. I've never seen him throw up. Never been never throw up. I never throw up. Nah. Really? Never? Nope. And he he's I mean he's really Frank the tank of the crew. Nah, I don't, nah. He's Frank the tank of the crew. How do you know, like, how do you know when to stop? Do you know like do you when you reach do you, a certain point. Do you know, like, because I've never seen you be like, yo, I had enough. You kind of just keep going. Like, you and Eddie are kind of, you and Eddie McDonald. Like, Frank the, the Tank. I, know, yo, I don't know, yo, man. Yo, they were Frank the Tank. Military. And like, I don't know. Like, Dwayne the Tank and <laughs> Frank the Tank was nothing <laughs> Eddie. Oh, man. They were, they were you started. guys kept going. We used to go on fucking three, three day benders. Yo, okay, let's keep let's going. Remember <laughs> your New Year's Eve story? That's the craziest story I've ever heard oh, in my man. life. Yeah. 
What happened? <laughs> oh, I, it's like anything. It was like worse than fucking. What's that movie? The Hangover. Yeah, it was worse than that. <laughs> it was like the it, Hangovers it was, after you guys. It was pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. I think that's when I kind of like maybe had first moved. Like I was moved to Vegas or something, and then you told me that story, and I was uh-huh. like, "What the fuck?" Like, nah, bro. You want to hear the story? Yeah. <laughs> tell us. Wait, the story. You, didn't, you didn't tell us the story on your episode, did you? No, no, did I? No, 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 no. Okay. I was. I was okay, so I was. Came out here for New Year's Eve. This yeah. is before I moved out here. What year was this? You think two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah. New no, Year's Eve for two thousand two, going into two thousand three. Yeah. So I DJ out here. I was here that weekend. I DJ at Light at the Bellagio. So New Year's. It was New Year's Eve. After the gig, one of the waitresses was like, "Yo, come on, let's hang out. Let's do um after hours." Yeah, nice. I mean, you so, were like, "No, I gotta get back. I gotta." Nah, earn my I was <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm never, out here. He never said that. He never You've said never that. told nobody, nah, I got an early flight, right? You've never I've said that. I've done that. Yeah. Nah, no, you're no, lying ass no, motherfucker. So he, he's told me before. Nah, we got to go home, Jamie. I'm like, all right, so cool, let's get it. It's New Year's. I'm already drinking. Whatever. It was like the, the end of the gig. We went to the after hours. Yeah. Still drinking. Of course. And, and I think I lost... Um, I'm, um, I lost this girl, whatever. She went somewhere, and I was like, by lost myself, a person, whatever. yeah. So we, I'm just hanging out, and I think somebody, I got, I got Voofy. No, he didn't. <laughs> nah, I feel like I got Voofy. Because, dude, I don't remember, I don't remember what exactly happened. I just know that out of nowhere. He was, was even started like, about, he got hold flashbacks. Hold on, hold on. I was walking. I don't remember. It's like, I know, man. It's like when you talk to a vet. So, War story. You start shaking. Like, you starting to it. twitch a little. Yeah, thinking I know, about man. This I'm just having flashbacks. <laughs> So I'm walking to Bellagio or whatever, and I'm just like, yo, what the fuck happened? Where'd, I, you, where'd you wake up? In a hotel room? No, I was walking in the Bellagio casino. Wait, how did you get roofied? And what, you just kept sleepwalking in the I kept casino? Going, I kept moving. <laughs> no, that's not how roofied No, works, that's bro. what I kept moving. I kept walking. So you kind of had like scenes it's coming like I went, in and out. I went from the club into the Bellagio. I don't Which remember is, what that's not roofie, bro. Which you would have been out. Which the club is in the <laughs> No one Wait, keeps let, walking. Let, let, me finish this, let me finish the story. So I'm like, okay, I'm in a Bellagio, and I, Can I you check imagine my him pocket. telling that he goes to the hospital. Like I just kept, I was roofied, but I kept walking. Yeah, I kept walking. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, fam. Floating across the Bellagio. I don't know what happened, but I'm in a Bellagio, yeah. and I checked my pockets, and my wallet was gone, mm. and I had my paycheck. Oof, from the gig from that much, weekend. How much was it? It was like thirty six hundred dollars. Oh shit! <laughs> God damn, yo, I won't be panicking. So you know what? Here's the craziest part about the whole thing. I wasn't mad. I wasn't stressed. You wasn't because I knew it. Was, I knew it was New Year's Day. The banks was closed because there was no way they could cash that check, mm. and all my ID was replaceable. So I was just like, "Fuck! It, I could get all this shit. They could recut the but check. I get all this shit. Yeah, exactly. I get the check. Cut, Another lucky man, which they did, and I got all my ID back. I mean, like I had to like fill out applications and all that shit. But did but, you? Ha- you did have like a fucked up time getting on your flight, didn't you? Like trying no, to fly back. I, I got my. I called my sister and she got me a ticket to fly back to. I had, and I had to call the um, airline to let them know I lost my ID. But, but they let you on like at yeah, the time. This was this is post nine eleven. Yeah. Wait, how did it work before? It's like you could get on without an ID. You needed no, a paper. I, I, no, I called. No, I called the airline. I let them know what happened, my situation, and I think I'm. I forgot what happened, but yeah, I was able to get on, catch my flight. But no you problem. needed like a paper because I think you did yeah. that twice. You know what? I, I had to go. Nah, I know I had to file a report in a police station. That's what it was. Yeah, and they gave me the papers to to say you're Evan Boy. Exactly. Yeah, and you lost your ID. Exactly. That's what you. That's had. what happened. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Now that they would let a motherfucker in with that paper on a flight, they would yeah, never do that. I know. Like it's just like you word would be of mouth. fucked now. And that was cool. And it's like after I went to the um, police station, 
Of course, I hit up Eddie. Went to Eddie's crib. We hung out. And y'all, kept, <laughs> y'all kept it going. <laughs> kept the good times. You know, you know what the funny part about the whole situation? I kept thinking, damn, this is a bad dream. <laughs> I got to wake up. Wake man. me up. Wake this me is up. A, I'm like, I'm going to bed. I'm going to wake up. This shit is all a dream. You know? woke up, all. Like, woke up. Man. Nightmare, wow. baby. But like I said, they got, they, um, I got to check the next day. So I didn't lose any money. I got all my... ID back, whatever, but fucking lucky Nev. Lucky Nev. You just yeah. you find a way every time to survive that shit. I mean, it's, it's fucking insane. And the only thing and I had a a credit a Visa credit card, and they fucking used it to buy gas, and they bought some shits from the gas station. By the way, gas in two thousand two, and it was like probably eighty dollars they spent. <laughs> it was that waitress. <laughs> it could have been, yeah. <laughs> She said she, she got your wallet she and bounced. She could have set me up. Yeah, she That's got your wallet. She's like, I know he got that check in the I'm fucking getting, wallet. I'm, well, I'm, I'm taking that shit. And oh, also, I'm filling up the tank tonight. <laughs> and you know what? And, oh, and, thanks, Nev. Thanks, Nev. And I forgot to add that night. I got like a six hundred dollar tip, so I had cash on me. You lost that? No, I had the cash. Oh, you had it. Yeah. Life is so, good now. Life is good for Nerf, bro. <laughs> Even when it's all falling apart, it, it all worked out. It, pa- it falls apart. Yeah, and, you know, and then you know what? That's the problem. There was no consequence, so you're like, oh, fuck it. Like, I'll keep doing I'll, I'll shrug I kept, it. I kept, kept, kept that shit going. I came back the next month, and I was like, stronger than ever. <laughs> it was like no lesson I, to I, be learned. I know better this time. <laughs> it wasn't like, it wasn't like, yo. Like, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't. Uh, man, I got to get my shit together. <laughs> I got to. I, 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 I got to. <laughs> you were just like, shit. This is a young never. I got no responsibilities, though. Life is a gamble. Boom. Yo, <laughs> yo recently, I overdrank. But like I was like wow, it was man. just really bad. Wow, what, like, what do you I mean? Actually, I was with, with Four Color Zach. We did an event in New York, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know it was like, and me and him were, were drinking, but he was tequila and I was vodka. Yeah. So I think I I didn't even drink that much, fam. Like I had like four, three to four drinks. We all say that we don't drink that. I know, much. I know. <laughs> I had like three, maybe four drinks, but then I was doing tequila shots with vodka. Oof. So I think that was the bad combination. The taste. Yeah. <laughs> Because somehow after the gig, I don't remember how I got back to my mom's crib. Because I'm, you know, I'm staying with my mom's, like looking after her, checking in and everything. Yeah. All I know is like I wake up and I'm sleeping on the floor in front of my mom's door. And a neighbor woke me up. Oh, oh wait, shit. you're on the hallway. I'm in the, the hallway. Oh, my God. I'm in the building. I'm in front of my mom's. So you look like a homeless person. <laughs> I was crashing in front of the with your DJ <laughs> backpack and everything. Yo, in your you had pocket. your bag though, right? I my, so like this is me, this is I, I left the gig, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'm I'm I, I, my eyes open, and somebody walks over me, and and the neighbor's door is open, and they like, "Are you okay?" And then I realize I'm like, and I start laughing. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good." <laughs> and they close the door, and I and I wake up, and I'm like, "Yo." I'm in my mom's building, but I was like, "Am I on her floor?" So I'm like looking at the 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 you know the door numbers. I'm like, "Oh shit!" I'm in my I'm in front of my mom's door, <laughs> and I fucking walk in, and I don't know what time it is, right? Mm-hmm. I I walk in and then I and I went to bed, and I and then when I woke up, it was like 2 p.m. I've never, fam, you know me, right? Yeah, I, I like I'm usually up. I'm not sleeping on the floor and like in hallways. You know what I'm saying? Nobody. Dude, that's wild, man. It's wild. It's wild because, like, you know me, right? Yeah. I'm not, I don't do that shit. No. So I was like playing detective. Yeah. Oh, so, that's fine. So I was like, I looked at my Uber, right? The mm-hmm. event ended like one. 
So my Uber was 118. I got my I got my Uber at 118. I don't remember getting the Uber. So I must have gotten to my crib like 130. Right? So yeah. you slept outside for like four hours. So check this. My mom's was like, oh, I heard you came in really late, like 6 a.m. So that means I was in the hallway sleeping from 1.30 to 6 a.m. Oh, shit. Just out there sleeping like, I, I and why did I walk in? I don't know what happened. Like, I must. Bro, yo, you, you were on the floor. So this is the fucked up thing. This is really fucked up. My left knee is still fucked up. <laughs> My left knee is still fucked up. So I know I fell. I don't know if I fell. But like, I don't know if I fell in the hallway or if I fell maybe outside. You probably fell uh, in the hallway and knocked yourself out. You think that's what happened, bro? Why would you end up on the floor? Yeah, but I would have if I knocked myself out, my head would hurt. Like I yeah, would have, you would have had a, I had a some bump or something. No, I was chilling, bro. I had my backpack <laughs> on and I was just lying. And I wasn't even lying. Like you know when you lie in the fetal position, you sleep. <laughs> I was lying like I was in like a king size bed on the in the hallway, like just out, and the bag was like on me. And I was like, oh shit, like I could have gotten robbed. I'm Bro, so glad. So I'm so much. glad my mom's building is like completely different now. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not. It's They're not the same pockets. building from the. Yo, if it was the same building from the '90s, you my sneakers would have been gone. Um, my, my backpack would have been gone. Everything would have been gone. Neighbors would have robbed <laughs> me back in the day. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yo, everything was intact, fam. And I was, I was like, I was blessed because it was like a Sunday, mm-hmm. and, I, and my man was going to work at 6 a.m. He walked, saw this. This dead Asian dude on the floor. Did he know you? I don't know. I didn't know any of the neighbors. I would have been. What if your mom calls you now? Richie. (laughs) So your mom didn't know you. But yo, that was definitely a moment where I was like, did I get roofied? But because I've never drank that to that point where I blacked out and I don't remember. No, yeah, because you've had long nights, but it's not it doesn't sound like this. Did you get uh, too too late? Did you eat before? Nah. Yeah, that's what you don't fucking. That's it, man. Yeah, yeah. He's drinking I don't on know. A, I don't know, man. Drinking that, on an empty stomach. See, un- unlike and, Deva, then you, and then you mix in alcohol and you mix in vodka and tequila. See, if this was never, never been like, oh shit, like this was a good day. I got yeah, home. Got home. I got home. No one home. took my shit, and I got some sleep. No, when, when, when <laughs> them, nights, them nights I used to get fucked up, and I used to wake up and I'm be like, oh my god. First thing I check is my bag, yeah. and my wallet. If I see those two, I'm just like, all right. Today like, was I'm, a good I'm day. Good. I'm ice good, cube, man. ice cube, the ice cube sauce. It's a good day. <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to bed now. Just waking up. <laughs> just waking up in the morning. Got to thank God. I would just <laughs> got my wallet in my bag. So it's kind of up. And and check the credit cards are still in the wallet. It's like I right, got it, bro. I'm, that shit is crazy. I don't know. Yeah, been, no, no. But it, unlike you, I was definitely like, yo, man, I gotta like. I gotta make some changes, but I, I don't really roll like that crazy. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's four color Zach hanging out with you, man. I yeah, don't know that fucking Zach, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even want to talk to him because I was afraid to hear what you, you didn't did. want to hear what she was doing. I didn't want it because I was like, oh my yeah. god, damn, man. So you stop drinking, right, buddy? Huh? Join the sober. I, you know, I've actually thought about it because I've noticed that a lot of motherfuckers like who keep continue to drink through their forties. End up like going through some weird shit. Yeah, no, some dark. I, they go through it like a dark phase, dude. where it's it's almost like no. I ain't gonna lie. I can't drink like I used to, man. Well, yeah. when it, well here's that, a quick. That's really, and, and the older I get, I'm realizing that. That's why I'm just like, dude, I need to fuck. That's me. really the thing, though. It's just like motherfuckers think they could do like, cause yo, when you're in your thirties, you think you could you continue to drink like your twenties almost, yeah. right? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, man. The worst situation is usually when like the like the club is dead. 
Yeah, that's when I end you're up bored. That's when I overdrink. Yeah. And I'm always with like the 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 opener or the closer. Mm-hmm. Or I'm with like the the promoter or the manager, and we just get fucking shit faced because it was like it was it was, dead. A, it was a slow night. Yeah, yeah. I have a quick that's part. the worst fucking situation. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally gotta. Good. But yo, it, it did make me look like you know to be self aware and just be like, look, man, like you got to control that shit because mm-hmm. in any other city in any other situation. It could have been real bad that I just blacked out. Yeah, and ended up. I you know, I started. I was thinking of like all the Japanese businessmen. Like when you see like drunk Japanese businessmen, they just sleep on the street in Japan in Tokyo. <laughs> oh shit! Like because they're so safe in Tokyo, you can just be drunk and sleep on the street. Mm-hmm. Like motherfuckers will actually like come up to you and bring you water. It's yeah, like, so yeah. safe there. Uh-huh. Yeah, but like up, even champ. women, women can just sleep in in public in the in the street wow, drunk. Man. And that's how I felt. Like I felt like the neighbors looked at me like, "Oh, that's like that. That's like in Japan." Yeah, he must be Japanese. They think you fucking. He's back home, (laughs) dude. That's fucking wild, man. I've never even done that shit, man. Fuck you. Don't don't look down on me now. I've never don't say I've never never passed out in front of a door. (laughs) That's pretty crazy. I want to know what stopped me from opening the door and. and, you got comfortable on that yeah. rug. Was it a rug or was it just All floor? I know is I woke up in my knee. <laughs> I was like, how? You how? probably fell down. And you just, <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, wait, why, why my knee hurt? Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Ouchie. Ouch. Ouch. Oh, I'm just happened? going back to sleep. My knee, my knee. Yo, I, I have a question. Yo, I can't yo, move. I can't move. That, that, that shit that. still hurt. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> that, shit, that shit is a reminder, fam. Right, I'm yeah. just like, yo, I'm going to take I was going to ask you, when did you guys start drinking? At what age? Fuck. Because I stopped drinking early in my life, but I started drinking early in my life. I, start- I, would, say, I would say like around eight, 17, 18. Okay, I started like at 14. The first time I drank, I'll never forget it, was <laughs> I never drank. I was like, I was in my teens, I was very like. You told me this time. No marijuana mm-hmm. and no drinking. No. Nah. And then my boys took me to the strip club in, in Spanish Harlem. Mm-hmm. Never you know this, the body shop. Yeah. Remember the body shop? Yep. They took me there for the first time. Sounds like uh-huh. memory. And that's the first drink I ever had. And we went to the bar. Like, I had a fake ID from a homie, who another Asian homie. Uh-huh. He looked nothing like me. But he was like, I that's don't know. racist. He was like 10 years. Of course. Like everyone's like, oh, Asian guy. Oh, it's an Asian guy. <laughs> All right. The only time a bar, like anyone ever caught that it was like not me and the ID, I, was, I think I was at speed. Mm-hmm. And it was a gay bartender. Yeah. And I was like trying to order a drink. And he, he saw the ID. And he looked and he looked at me. He's like, that's not you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's me. He's like, that's not you. You're both ugly, but that's not you. (laughs) (laughs) You're both ugly. And he threw the idea at me. And I was like, fuck you, man. And I was like, in my head, I was like, fuck you, man. And then Philippe was like, what happened? I'm like, yo, get me a drink, man. (laughs) But but yo, the body shop, I never drank before. So Mm -hmm. like when I went, my boy's like, yo, you're going to love this. What were you drinking? So this is the thing. I didn't know what to order. Uh-huh. So I just remember high school, like reading Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. So Catcher in the Rye, like the main character in Catcher in the Rye drank seven sevens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was, that was his drink. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Seven. So I just went to the bar and was like, let me get a seven seven. So you never drink, you never drink beer? You never used to drink 40s? Nah. I hated oh, 40. I hated beer. So like oh. when I got the seven seven, I was, I didn't know what to expect. And I was just like. Oh, this is this is pretty good. And then we ended up like, I ended up getting fucked up, like drunk. Yeah, I remember I had these new the the new light brown suede tims. Oof, the oh, new light. Do you just, know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I had the new they, light brown suede twins. They got tims. scuffed up. No, no, no. And then Sadat X was there. That's when I saw Sadat X. Uh huh. 
and it, and he was a, he went to the body shop alone. Yeah, he went there dolo, and then we like saw him outside. He thought we were gonna rob him and shit. Uh huh. But anyway, like afterwards, there was a can of paint, like a a can of like with with green paint in it. And I was Kinda just odd. drunk. You kicked and the I can? kicked it, and all this oh, green paint oh, went on my fucking. That was a rap for them boots, man. And everyone looked at me. I would like, do them shits out. Man. Yeah. Everyone was like, "Yo, crook, what's wrong with you, man?" I would have rocked. They're like, "Yo, you fucked up your Tim's," and I was so drunk. You know, like the gutter water in the sewer, like by the by the sidewalk. Yeah, it was like there was like a there was like a puddle, mm-hmm. and I you took to off my it? Tim's, and I was taking the. Oh, that's how drunk You're I was taking the. Ass. <laughs> I was taking the puddle water and wiping the the green paint off my Tim's. Dude, and I remember waking up and looking at my Tim's. And that shit looked crazy, and I still wore. I, know you was, I still wore that. They're buck sixty, bro. You gotta wow. keep wearing them. Yo, what was the first time you drank? Oh no, I was like. 12, 13, the homies had 40s and shit, and we started drinking. So I started at an early age, and then I, I got pretty fucked up uh, when I was, like, 16 off of brandy and Coke, and then, yeah, and then I had, like, a bad, bad- Like brandy and Coca-Cola. Yeah, Coca-Cola. Not yeah, cocaine. I, I don't do cocaine. I'm like, yo, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> no, no, yo, <laughs> brandy and Coca-Cola. Young, young Jamie juggling cocaine and brandy. I, I mean, dude, <laughs> that's real sophisticated. I know, right? We hung out with the homies, so the homies had 40s and shit like that, but- That's some rich man shit. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to do? What do you want to do tonight? Well, a little brandy, brandy and, and Coke. Coke. <laughs> no, Coca-Cola. But then I got really messed up and like when I was, like, 26, and I was like, never again, and that's when I kind of- What you do, man? Yeah, because, yeah. Heartbreak. I was like heartbroken, and then we were just drink. No, no. What you do like to get you so fucked up that you? Oh man, decided we were not drinking. To drink no more. We, were, we were drinking for days. Where it felt like days. It was a whole weekend. We had like a pool party, and then we had like a night night joint. But it was just I you just so nasty, right? It was yeah. It was really like I wasn't too proud of myself, and I was like so I, me and never sharing stories. But know, you don't want to share don't no say stories. What happened. No, yeah. I, that's why I asked you guys because I started early drinking. No, but, but what, what happened? happened what for happened you to realize that you don't want to drink no more? Oh, I woke up and I don't know where I was at, and then I again I I, I had that same feeling. You got to check your shit. And then I didn't know who was in, whose house I was in. I didn't even know where I was at. Yeah, my phone was dead. I was like, it was like real like. I was like, oh, fuck, this is getting out of control. Especially for that one time. Just because I was heartbroken. I feel like you're holding out, man. Something yeah. happened. Man. No, yeah, no, like, not, yeah, you're yeah. not telling us. He had some blood stains on his box. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just didn't know. Like, for the first, like, I'm very. He, he woke up butt naked. Somebody, <laughs> somebody bad. No, my knee and my butt hurt. I don't know. Nah, but uh, it was just one of those things. I was like, nah, never again. I'm not his left, right, His left ass cheek was red as fuck. <laughs> you don't even know why. I got roofied, bro, and it kept walking. <laughs> just his left ass was red as fuck. I just didn't know where I was at, and I got really scared, and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And then, uh, yeah, my phone was dead, and I kind of had, I, I think I had I had some change, and I ended up taking the bus home, because I didn't have anywhere else like to go. Fuck, man. So, yeah, but that was one Something time. Else happened. Something else happened. He's I know, he's not, time. he's holding out. He's not telling us the whole story. Actually, edit me and never story. Since you ain't sharing. I don't know I'm not sharing these stories. Of me fucking growing. I like, just felt mm. disgusting and I was like, like, yo, this is getting out of control. Yeah, because you don't drink no more. The, yeah, I'm like, like, I have a shot here and there and a beer here and there. But to get to the extent moment of getting fucked up, I don't like that feeling anymore. And especially because I'm, I can't control what's happening around me and I don't know what can happen. I, I was thinking the worst. I was like, I could end up in somebody's house and some shit would have gone bad. And I didn't know who, like, who I was with. So, and I didn't even know the people that were like laying in the crib. I got up pretty early and I got out. I was like, yo, this is some scary Something shit. Happened. Something happened. Something happened, man. He ain't sure. You editing, yo, you got edit me. No, nah, no. Nah, I'm being dead ass. <laughs> never, you, never, you went cold turkey. Yeah. But now but you starting to drink a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. 
But I, I want to go back to Kobe not drinking again. I got to take a, a little break again. A break? Yeah. That's why I, 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 I said, I don't know if I could stop, but I definitely need, I know when to take a break and then start up a little bit again. But I don't know. I, I, was, I always promote sober living. Yeah. 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 I always promote not drinking much. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just not in control and shit and like that. Yeah, it's like it's it's weird because it's like I only drink to take the edge off sometimes. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, yo, know, like in like outside of DJing, I actually don't drink at all. No, you don't. I don't. You yeah. don't. Yeah. Like, I'm the same thing. Even same when way. we go yeah. to have dinner, we I might really have don't a, I might have drink. a beer or two, but I don't drink like I do when I'm DJing. No. Yeah. But it's like I really think I was talking to like a bunch of homies, and I don't know if we talked about this before, mm. but I really feel like the bottle service era kind of fucked DJs up. With with and like kind of made them low key alcoholics. Well, yes, because it's yeah. nonstop shot, shot, shot. Well, shot. no, no, it was the first time DJs were given a bottle, right? Mm-hmm. Like when we worked, we were given a bottle before we would like go to the bar and get drinks. We, they give us drink. Oh, tickets. so you guys didn't get? No, oh, so this I'm is unlimited you, drinking. I'm, no, I'm telling you, like, they, like in the 2000s and the 90s and before that, they weren't putting a whole bottle of liquor no. next to the DJ booth. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they, these motherfuckers had to go to the bar. Someone had to get their drinks, yep. or waitress would come and get the DJ a drink. Mm-hmm. Somehow, when this when they started just having a whole bottle the in the DJ booth, yeah, like everyone just like you know what I'm saying. Like it just Took went too far. Yeah, I feel like a lot of motherfuckers just started over drinking, and like it became like this this thing to be like. And imagine if you DJing like three or four nights. Yeah, a three week, to four nights. And you got a bottle in the booth with and you. And you drink it. And, and then you're then drinking, yeah. And then for six hours, you're working. Mm-hmm. So that bottle's next to you, like, you not know? even. And, yeah. and, and we're not explaining it. You guys are saying one bottle. Sometimes there's probably even more bottles. Well, there's more bottles if there's more motherfuckers hanging with you. Yeah, that's what I'm friends saying. Coming. So, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But, but it's true. Like, that bottle just being there, and then you being thirsty, not having water, you'll drink the fucking liquor. Yep. Damn, like it, I feel like that was not a good combination. No. Yeah, yeah, nobody ever speaks about this shit. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like you know, I was talking with a homie about it, like, and it was kind of like we're not alcoholics, yeah, and we pain. only drink when we at work. Yeah. So mm-hmm. why are we over drinking at work? And it's like, why did it become normal to have a fucking whole bottle mm-hmm. in the DJ booth? And you know what I'm saying? For the optics, maybe? I don't know. No, no, no. It was like, it was to be like to host and to have people there. And then it was just, it just became part of a writer. But then it became natural because like tables were ordering bottles and then people were sending bottles. People were sending bottles of champagne. People would like send me. I I remember one time I was at Jet and it was, I, I don't know if it was my birthday, but I was like, I was just, it was an insane night. And Sean Christie was like, what bottle? Oh, no. And it was Adam. I think it was Andrew Sasson was like, what bottle do you want? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love Blue Label. Yeah. He gave me a whole fucking bottle of Blue Label. Those were the days. Those were the days. <laughs> never happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> it would never happen again. <laughs> Yo, God bless like Andrew Sasson, Andy Massey, Sean Christie. Those days yeah, were man. just so fucking crazy. And it was I like, remember when I started DJing at Jet 19, first time I met Andrew, he was the one that used to give me my drinks. He's like, what you want? What you want? I got whatever you want. He used to come and give it to me personally. This is like the owner. <laughs> but yeah, yeah and, but Andrew was ill because he was also the dude like when when it was when the club was packed. And I'm talking like Jet. Yeah. In late in Las Vegas. Or light even. Wall to wall, basically. Mm-hmm. It was packed. And he saw like the bartenders were behind. Mm-hmm. He would go behind like Oh yeah, owner, you told me this. The, he, he was the owner. He would Andrew Sasson would go behind the bar and start serving drinks. Yeah. And making people's drinks and shit. It was ill. It was like Mm-hmm. It was really kind of dope. It was, yeah. you know, but 
I mean, <laughs> thanks for the alcoholism. Shout to Andrew. He might have roofied me that night. <laughs> <laughs> Roofie and the Bellagio. show. Imagine if he thought your your credit card was his or your wallet was his, and he was paying for his fucking gas. <laughs> for his gas, <laughs> and he went to Target, picked, like, up, picked point, up some underwear, Lord Hanks. <laughs> And they were like, you're not Evan Boyd. He's like, I'm not Evan Boyd. (laughs) (laughs) I have Evan's car. He doesn't need this. All right, man. I feel like this is a perfect time to end this. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, let's end it right now. We should probably end this, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I forgot how to end the. I forgot how to end the podcast when it's just us. Because usually when we have a guest, you try, really. you yeah, know, yeah, when yeah. we have a guest, we're like, thank, thank you for thank coming. You coming. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't I forget. I forgot how you used to end. How it. do like, we end these podcasts know. with just us? Well, never, never. Thank you for. Thank you never for coming through. Coming through. Jamie, thank you for coming thank through. You. Thank you. Thank, thank you. I'm happy you survived New York trip. Exactly. Fuck y'all, man. All right, we out. Peace. Peace. My knee. (laughs) Thanks for tuning into the Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday, we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms. And every Thursday, the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash roadpodcast. And to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit youtube.com slash DJ City. And we'll see you next Wednesday.